CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week here on the show with Don Cash and myself as we get into investing, finance, and retirement as we usually do. And we're going to talk about uh, the Super Bowl and media hype and how that might lead into some various different things this go around on the show. Don, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? Football season's over, so we're in that dead zone until March Madness comes up. Uh, even baseball's on hold right now. So what's going on, my friend? That is weird, right? I'm so looking forward to spring training now, Mark. <laughs> right. And now I, uh, football's over, and I've you know I've, it's weird not having any football to watch since the season started last summer. Right. Right. It, it was fun though watching the big game. By the way, that's what you have to. You can't of see course. Super Bowl. Apparently, right. you have to see big. Oh, we just said Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we did. This true. We're going to probably say it again too. Oh, we might have to pay a royalty. That's right. But it, it felt like a, a actually watching that game, Mark. It just felt like a return to normal compared to last year's Super Bowl. Oh, indeed. Right? You had, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's celebrities and fans and politicians all coming together to celebrate like it was 2019. <laughs> no pandemic in L.A., apparently, at yeah, least for yeah. the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I agree with you, though. I mean, it was first of all, it was a really great. If you're a fan of, of the sport, it was a good season overall. A lot of good activity happened, a lot of good games throughout this year. And I think it was the ratings were huge. It was something like, I don't know, 112 million or something. It was up there pretty high. So. I mean, that's why the commercials and forever and a day, they go for those big bucks when you want to get in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, even a lot of people who don't like the game, of course, they watch the commercials, yeah, like, you know, my wife and yeah, the girls in, in for the house. Those, yeah. yeah, people go for the food and they watch the commercials. There are some funny commercials, but I think it was over like $7 million now for a 30-second commercial. Ouch. Yeah. What I noticed, and I'm sure you noticed this too, we talked a little about this off air, where how many commercials mm -hmm. were for Bitcoin and crypto digital currency investing. Right? A lot, yep. A lot. In fact, a company called Coinbase spent $14 million for a one-minute commercial. I'm not sure if you saw this one. It showed mm -hmm. a QR code just bouncing around the screen. And it just goes to show how much money there is in this type of speculation. Yeah, no, I saw that one and fourteen million. That's crazy. I caught the fact you just said speculation, so it's interesting you refer to that versus investing because I've seen a lot of conversations saying, "Well, all these ads prove that this is the future," right? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it proves for sure that there's a lot of money in this. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Whether it's the future or not, where you know, time will tell. But it's interesting. Try to find someone who buys Bitcoin, Mark, to explain it to you in a way that you understand it, right? They'll use terms like tokens and blockchain and, you know, how it operates free of any central bank or government. And, and, and certainly, of course, there are people making lots of money on this. But like a lot of other speculative pitches, mm -hmm. it, it's often people selling something that make all of the money. Yeah, we were just talking on a, a podcast. I can't remember if it was the last one or the prior one, but we were saying, you know, if they're, you know, about the whole product thing, right? If, if you're not buying a product or looking at it, you're the product. 
So yep. right, they're kind of selling something towards you. So, And that's going to bring us to today's topic. So we're going to get into this here, which is, like I said, to kind of kick things off, how media hype can lead people to making bad decisions that can potentially cause issues and maybe even ruin retirement. So specifically, we're going to talk about uh, one thing. We kind of teed this up. We talked about a little bit on a prior podcast as well, Don. Uh, a Rhode Island couple who invested in gold in their IRA and ended up in tax court. So let's dive in. What happened here? Interesting case, really, it is. I mean, first, a little background information, Mark, on the rules for investing in IRAs. Most people, and it's really not an issue for the vast majority of folks, right? People invest their money in IRAs in traditional assets like stocks and bonds and annuities or, or even cash. However, the IRS gives investors really wide latitude as to where to invest as long as it's not in things like collectibles, baseball cards, jewelries, antiques, or old cars, or many types of coins, that sort of thing. So there are so-called self-directed IRAs. And let's just say it, they're not for the faint of heart, okay? <laughs> they allow for these non-traditional investments. People can invest in real estate, uh, or, hey, Mark, even cryptocurrency, right? Mm -hmm, How about right. that? So you'll be seeing lots of ads popping up for this, I'm sure. But people run afoul of these IRA rules because often they simply don't understand them. And then they rely on the people who sell them on the idea. So there are people that often how they mess it up is how and where the asset is stored. Okay. Um, and the key concept here is the term self-dealing. We'll keep on you know, using that term. That's where you take physical possession of the asset or you know, access it for personal use. Hmm. So I guess that makes sense because the IRS really has no idea what you're doing with these assets, which I'm sure is part of the problem from the government side, if there's no third party involved to kind of verify that existence. So if you invested in you know, I don't know, Don, we were talking about baseball, baseball cards, right? You could sell them online for cash and nobody's the wiser. Absolutely. Or how about this problem? Let's say you store them in your home mm -hmm. and have a flood in your house or a fire and then they're destroyed. Right. Uh, that does happen, actually. It happened to a friend of mine who was a big, big collector for about 30, 35 mm, years. That's painful. We had a flood here in New Jersey not long ago and he lost a, a good chunk of his collection and some of this stuff is just irreplaceable stuff. It wasn't in his IRA, so it wasn't a problem. But of course, it was a big problem for him because he lost it, uh, a good a good part of the collection. Yeah, no, that's rough for sure. Well, let's talk about this IRA case then. So what exactly happened? Now we got some background. Okay, so here are the facts. Uh, a couple, I'll use their name, their first names only, even though it's all public information, sure. by the way, you can yeah. look it up and find it. In 2015, Andrew and Donna rolled over a MetLife annuity and a 401k and started buying gold and silver American Eagle coins. Okay. Okay. And investing in a condominium through an LLC company that they advertise this idea. So I could just imagine them sitting around watching television and this advertisement pops up and maybe they 
heard it on the radio, the same advertisement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe they got a mailing or saw it online. And nowadays, of course, remember we talked about this last week, you you, you say something like, hey, hon, what do you think about investing in gold in your IRA? Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the phone captures the information, oh, and you yeah. get an ad on your iPhone, and you see a, an ad on your computer, and you you get an email. It's like, you know, they're, they're tracking everything you say, it seems like. So on the surface, it sounds like you know when they were looking at this advertisement or a series of ads, it may work uh, because American Eagle gold coins are one of the few types of coins that can be inside of an IRA. Okay, so they uh, they started doing this, and it sounds on the surface like you said. So then, where did they go wrong? Okay, so an IRS audit showed that in 2015 and 16, mm-hmm. so shortly after they got this thing going, the couple engaged in certain what they call prohibited transactions that invalidated the IRA. This is where the law really, really gets harsh. If you make just one prohibited transaction, the entire IRA can be invalidated. Oh, wow. And when I say invalidated, it means done, over. You owe all the taxes on it. Mm -hmm. Real problem. So it looks like part of the mistake that is that they held most of these coins in a safe in their home and not with any third-party custodian. Uh-huh. So the judge ruled that their unfettered control, that's the term that he used, unfettered control of the coins, would be ripe for abuse. And he clarified that you know, what a lot of people saw as a gray area in the law here. So it, it's like touching the third rail in a subway. You've heard that term, right? Sure. Yeah. You, know, you touch the third rail, the entire IRA subject to hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. I think in this case, it was about $270,000 mm, in taxes because the amount of money that they put in their IRA, in this case, it was over $700,000. Wow. So boom, the entire IRA taxable. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is interesting and definitely that's obviously very painful from a financial standpoint. So just one prohibited transaction makes the entire uh, entire thing, like you said, kind of blow up and makes it taxable just because they did this whole non-third party thing. Yeah. Not only that, get this, Mark, they got hit with another penalty. Man, this judge really didn't like these people. Mm. <laughs> they got hit with another penalty for $54,000 for inaccuracy reporting. So they relied on the advertisement of this LLC company that was pitching them the idea, and it was ruled that they didn't act in good faith by not seeking the advice from their CPA. And apparently they withheld some information from him too. So you're talking about a quarter million dollars roughly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a little bit more, I Mm -hmm. think, when it was all said and done. So the judge called this a questionable internet scheme. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. And he really hammered them. So uh, ultimately, they they likely would need to sell a good chunk of all these coins, by the way, to pay these taxes and penalties. And I could just imagine, by the way, how they felt when this was all over and they lost all this money and all this was public information. It's been in news articles. I'm sure the entire ordeal really affected their health um, not to mention their relationship and and their retirement plans, of of course, as well. Like you know, what happens now going forward if they were counting on this money 
or you know, hopefully this wasn't all their assets, but to to pay for um, or fund their retirement plans. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure they wish they'd ever saw that commercial, and definitely buyer beware. And you know, we do see this a lot, right? We're thinking all the time we catch these commercials, you know, buy gold, buy gold, you know, so on and so forth. Or they got, you know, they'll put an actor or something in these various different things about doing stuff. Always kind of cracks me up the one that I would see about buy gold because the value of the dollar is going to be, you know, going to be you know, in the tank soon. But they want you to pay for the gold in, in dollars, <laughs> which I was kind of, like, kind of funny, right? It's like, hey, we buy this gold because it's a better hedge against the, versus the dollar. And then but give us dollars to do it. So I don't know. It seems like just a, a big bunch of headaches, really. You know, that's a very insightful point, Mark, because they want um, to sell you gold and you give them dollars, right? Yeah, so, but the dollar's bad according to the ad. Right. <laughs> so why do you want dollars? Yeah, it's very strange, right? Yeah. Uh, like it's like anything else that, that people sell in life, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, it appeals, I think, with these, these commercials and... I'm not in their heads when they were, you know, first getting pitched. This, of course, but appeals to the human nature of fear and greed. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, people are either afraid of losing out on an opportunity, um, or either to preserve their savings or maybe make a lot of money if the gold skyrockets in value. And it looks like, you know, also these commercials. By the way, they're making sort of a comeback with the fears that people have now of national debt. Uh, Federal Reserve interest rate hikes and this and the like. Right. Uh, the last time I remember gold being a hot item like this was right after the 2008 recession. Okay. People rushed in to buy gold, and the price, ironically, is not that different than it was 10 years ago. In fact, before we got on on the air, I looked at the price of gold, and it hit about $1,800 an ounce in uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay. And up until recently, the price was $1,800. <laughs> and out, over the yeah. past, I don't know, like week or two, it touched $1,900, but not too much different than 10 years ago. Right. And it's often sold as a hedge against a, a weak dollar, which is interesting. But I remember about 10 years ago, Mark, uh, we had a, a big storm here that knocked out electrical power for about two weeks. It was called Hurricane Sandy. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a big deal here in uh, New York, New Jersey, and the East Coast. So people were rushing to stores and gas stations to stock up on supplies and gasoline for their generators. And many of the gas stations only took cash. Wait, no, they didn't take gold coins? No gold coins, no bitcoins. It didn't exist back then. They're not interested in gold coins, just old-fashioned greenbacks, cold, hard cash. That was it. That's what they wanted. Yeah. So you couldn't shave off a little chunk of gold from your bullion, you know, and uh, and take it in there. Right. So that doesn't work. You know, I was thinking about this as we were talking to Don with the IRAs, because typically a lot of times you will hear these advertised as if you're coming out of a 401k, you want to maybe put it, roll it over to an IRA. There's, you know, a plethora of investing options, which is I'm sure where some of this stuff kind of got started based on this, uh, you know, the story that you were telling about this. But because people do think, well, I've heard from many advisors that you can put anything in an IRA. So when it comes back to these points that you were making on the self self-directed IRAs, any other things that you want to talk about there? Because you mentioned it is possible for people to invest in crypto. That's one I've been seeing as well. So what should people keep in mind with that? Yeah, you know, when it comes to gold, uh, of course, you know, look at the long-term return. You can't just say, okay, it's something that's recently hot. Yeah. And in bitcoins, we mentioned before, and cryptocurrency, it falls in the category of speculation, not investing. 
Okay, so keep that in mind. There's a few reasons to consider really turning away from these self-directed IRAs. Okay. Uh, a couple of bullet points, like the case of Andrew and Donna mm-hmm. in Rhode Island with a gold IRA. The responsibility is on you, the investor, to do everything right. So if you have an IRA with a typical custodian like Charles Schwab or Fidelity, Vanguard, those kind of places right. with stocks and bonds, they hold the asset and they do the reporting. They do, they do so, heavy lifting, right? Exactly. So yeah. you don't have these issues to be concerned about. And of course, with self-directed IRAs, another um, issue that the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Committee, brought up is that there's potential for a lot of fraud. Right. I mean, people are attracted by claims that seem uh, too good to be true, and, sure. and criminals prey on people with IRAs to sell them fraudulent investments. Yeah. You know, okay, so here's another question. So what about the whole RMD factor of this thing? So, you know, I guess then it would have been 70 and a half, but what happens when you're 72 and you need to take that RMD? Yeah, that's a great question, Mark. It can be another big problem. So just think about that. What if you own something in your IRA that can't be liquidated easily? Mm-hmm to pay for your required distribution, like a land or a condo or oh, something yeah, like sure. that. Yeah. You know, of course, if you do have a condo in the an IRA, by the way, one of the key rules is that you can't use it personally. Oh. Right? That's enough one of those self-dealing issues. There you go, it's dropping like, knowledge. Eh, That's it. All right. Fatal error. Eh, condo. Used it personally. <laughs> uh, another issue, of course, in terms of the, the uh, self-directed IRA is that the fees of maintaining these types of IRAs can be really very, very high. It could okay. be thousands of dollars a year. So getting back to real estate, if you own real estate, think about this. You're typically far better off from a tax perspective mm-hmm. holding it outside of an IRA. And here's an example. Let's say someone buys a condo for $200,000, right? Rents it out for 20 years, 30 years, and leaves it to their kids. Okay. And the value is now a million dollars. If it's not in an IRA, when the kids inherit the condo, mm-hmm. the basis, which is typically the purchase price originally with improvements, is stepped up to the value at death, the million dollars. Right. And if the kids sell the condo, they can potentially avoid all of the capital gains tax. So no tax on the sale. That'll make your kids happy. Oh, it's one of the, the great remaining benefits of the tax code for items like like real estate that appreciates and really any heavily appreciating yeah. asset. Still a good but tool all, for generational wealth then. Absolutely. Yeah. But think about it this way. Okay. All the assets in the IRA are just tax deferred. Oh, yeah. That's right. Duh, yeah. Not tax free. So even for the heirs, if they happen to inherit this condo and an IRA, they're just inheriting a taxable asset. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it this way, if the investment is being advertised like crazy, right. just be careful. Ask yourself always why and what, right? Why do I want this asset, this thing? And what's the purpose? All investing should lead to a purpose, whether it's you know freedom, peace of mind, helping family, or you know people in your community, things like that to give you a better quality of life. And I always uh, share with people, avoid 
appeals to greed and fear and just be wary of those kind of things. You know, of course, good advice is not nearly as expensive, Mark, as blowing up your IRA. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very true. And that's great advice, actually, if you ask me. Uh, interesting stuff. So, you know, there's been a lot of conversation, Don, as we started things off about a lot of the ads. You know, it's like, well, all the ads were about crypto. It shows that it's here to stay. And I don't know, it probably is, right? And so, a lot, but for a lot of our audience, if it interests you, just make sure that you're doing something wisely and that you are seeking advice from qualified professionals versus just kind of jumping in and maybe doing something that you're not you know, fully aware of. And if you've got questions, as always, if you need some help, you can have that strategy session with Don. You can bounce some things off of him, like the topics that we're talking about today, by giving him a jingle at 800-664-1183 or just stopping by the website donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. And of course, you can check out the podcast website as well, which is doncashpodcast.com. Dot com. Either way, they kind of all link together, so you're going to get to the right spots. But subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, uh, at Your Money and Your Life. You can find it all there. Just type that into the search box or, again, go to Don's website, donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. And come in for that strategy session, have that complimentary conversation, and maybe talk about crypto or whatever's on your mind. Don, thanks for hanging out and sharing some more information. Some good stuff in here. It's very interesting, the stuff that you find and that we go through uh, you know, every couple of weeks. I appreciate it. All right, Mark. Be well. I appreciate it so much. You folks have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash, CFP and CPA at Donald W. Cash and Associates. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.